This is Nancy. And this is Dana. And you're listening to the NY Foodie Family Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the NY Foodie Family Podcast. Nancy, what do we got on the agenda for today? Well, because we're not recording next week because it's Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving in advance, and because we'll be away, um, this is really kind of the end of the month for us. So I figured we'd wrap the month up with our November favorites. I like November. (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) Well, there might be a birthday somewhere in there, but it's chilly without being super dreadfully cold. Uh, I feel like this... November, it's been really kind of um, cold so far. I was actually watching the weather for once, and next week looks oh, not yeah, too bad. Oh, yeah, while we're away. Yeah. I was, I was worried about getting, like, 10 feet of snow and not being able to shovel. No. But we'll be okay. We'll be in, like, 85-degree weather, so I New York can enjoy the 50s. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> fine. We can, we can deal with that. So, yes, we're going to wrap up the month with our November favorites. Um, Looking back at our calendar and what we've done, I have to say we did not do very many family activities. Um, The kids have been very busy on the weekends hanging out with their friends. And some scout activities. So we can't really, you know, we, we have a fine line between having a tween and a teenager and, you know, letting them enjoy their social life and also going out and, you know, exploring and doing family things. So We had a pretty full September and October, so... We did, and I I like giving them time to relax and hang out. So not so much... Not so many family things going on this month. Um, our daughter did wrap up her field hockey season... On November 1st, mm-hmm. her last game. and um, Undefeated. Undefeated. So Not accidentally either. They were No, they were a really great team, and it, I really enjoyed watching them play. It was a lot of fun yeah. to watch them. Not a lot of uh, head-slapping, what-are-they-thinking moments. They were actually yeah. well-organized and a good cohesive unit, which is much better than last year. So it's definitely a favorite. Um, we had an occasional game night. Um I recently did a post of a couple more games um, for family game night because our kids do love games, which is nice. Um, So we played Pickwits, which is a game that we had received from Mindware, and that's been a fun fun game. It's good. If you like uh, apples to apples and cards against humanity, card-based, roundy uh, judging games. Yes. Yeah. And this one is captions with picture cards that you kind of match to the caption. So it's a little different, and yeah. the pictures are fun. and Fun pictures. Yeah. Some work better than others, just like a lot of those games. Yeah, so... You can get caught with a bad nothing hand, you know? Yes, but that's been fun. Um, so let's move on to books. So I haven't been reading too much, so far, as of now, I finished three books in November, um, and my favorite 
was The Orphan's Tale by Pam Genoff. Uh, This was actually my in-person book club's book of the month. Um, And I actually just came from book club and discussing this book. And now we're recording. And apparently everybody liked it. Consensus, yes. Out of, I think, 14 of us, everybody really enjoyed this book. Um, So just a short synopsis. It's World War II historical fiction. I really like this genre of historical fiction. Um, Although, you know, it's kind of dark and, you know, it's not light reading um, and not happy reading. I feel like it's important to not forget about the events of World War II and the Holocaust. Um, And I feel like every book I read on this topic, you learn something new. Um, And this book actually focused more on characters than, let's say, like the Holocaust itself and internment camps and, you know, um, things like that. So it was actually about uh, two females and their relationship and their friendship um, working in a traveling circus hmm. during this time. And just that whole concept was new to me. I didn't even realize that there were traveling circuses happening in Europe during the World War II. I didn't know that. There's there's something new right there. Exactly. So, um, yeah, good character development um, and good story. So I do recommend if you like historical fiction and... Um, World War II. Maybe I'll check that out. Oh, you do. I know. You liked The Tattooist of Auschwitz. I did. So, good recommendation. Yes. It's right up my alley. Exactly. What's your pick? Uh, so my pick was, I think, the only book that I even read or listened to in November. I, I got in a little, uh, little uh, loss for uh, momentum there, and I'll, I'll get on that in a second. But uh, So my book is the, uh, the 10x rule or the 10 times rule. Uh, the Only Difference Between Success and Failure, and that is written by Grant Cardone. Um, you know, it's really kind of a encouraging book to go above and beyond and excel and uh, achieve what he quotes as uh, massive action. So to get you in a out-of-average mindset to do a lot more than you expect that you're going to need to do, and it's going to take a little bit longer than you think it might take, and to you know, conquer fear and be a little uncomfortable for the ultimate success, whatever that means to you. And to define that success as part of that book. So to set goals and things like that. Um, You know, not totally unique. There's a lot of other books that touch on a lot of those points. Um, I I had a lot of books on tape, on CD, lined up to listen to, and they just weren't a good fit for me. And I sent them back and I didn't get enough new books coming back in. So um, I've taken a little uh, pause, uh, unintentionally to listening back and forth, but I have a few that we'll order up for December to get back on track. Yes. And we just, uh, got you a book for the cruise. So maybe you'll read that. That is kind of old school for me. I still am a Stephen King fan and I've taken a number, a few years off in catching up on his newer books. I've read all the classics mostly, I think. Um, but Doctor Sleep is a movie, and if I have any intention of watching the movie, which is never as good as the book, thought I'd read the book first. That's and what... our daughter has been pushing you to read it. Oh, you have to read the book because the movie's out. Yeah, of course. And I had gotten you The Institute, which is, I believe, Stephen King's newest book. And she stole and it. And she took it and has started reading it. 
So, yeah. <laughs> she said it's not very action-packed. I said most of them are not. But she's halfway through a rather thick book. I wonder if it's scary. I haven't read any of his books since, like, high school. Like, Pet Cemetery and The Shining and all those books. I was really into him back in high school. But college. Haven't read a Stephen King book in forever. Yeah. He's uh, been around for 50 years now. Writing since the early 70s. That's... Didn't she look that up? Didn't she just tell us that the other oh, day? Oh, I don't know. She, I, she told us something. Very, I don't know if it was the number of books or maybe it was the 50 years, but... I'm more into the uh, the 90s output. Uh, the Dark Tower books uh, were a lot of uh, a lot of fun. They started getting thicker and thicker as, as the books went on, kind of like Harry Potter got just ginormous by book seven. And I think there's also seven books in Dark Tower. Uh, total total coincidence there. But they have been had been trying to make a movie series of it for the longest time because it's a lot of material, obviously, with, you know, ten, ten, just tens of thousands of pages of, of information in there. And they had a semi-successful one-off movie last year. Oh, so they can uh, have many seasons of a television show if they went that route. Yeah, they, they didn't. Uh, Ron Howard was connected to it several years ago, and it just got turned into a one-off movie with... Um, Idris Elba. And you saw it? No. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to add it to the list. I'll add it to the list. Um, I try not to hold things against it. I'll try to enjoy it on its own, even though it's clearly just a uh, just a teeny tiny gloss, glossing over of a lot, a lot of material. Nice. So let's move on. What about movies? <sighs> not a lot of movies. Um, I have spun around on Netflix looking for something good, and I said, well, let me spin around on Amazon Prime looking for something good. Well, we watched Aladdin, the... the um, live, live action. action with Will Smith. That was surprisingly not terrible. It was. I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, however, I think our favorite was yesterday. Yesterday was good. Okay, so that, that was that in was November. I, so I, I will share, I, I was getting to it, that uh, Amazon Prime is fairly good at making recommendations if you've seen this then you might like this and uh again I'm, I'm a sucker for all things world war ii the uh now classic movie a bridge too far 1977 i think was on there and i'm like uh three hours i'll split it up over a couple of days so i was watching bits and pieces of that over the course of about a week and it wasn't as good as i remembered i i'd seen it before and it's one of those epic uh movies but you know you take a look at new movies versus old movies. It just felt old. I couldn't really even tell you why. Maybe the dialogue, maybe the effects. I don't know. If if they offered to remake it, that probably would be a pretty good movie to remake. Somebody at Book Club tonight just recommended on Amazon Prime a show that season four just came out. Um, I think it's called The High Tower. Oh, that, yeah, The High Tower. Um and it, like, takes a look at what the world would be like if the Germans actually had won mm-hmm. World War II. Yep. Based on some historical book or something. Haven't seen a single episode. Um, but they recommended it. They said that it wasn't, like, a light, Oh, it's the man you know? in the high tower. Is yes, right? yes, I think that's it. Um, but they recommended that. So I, I'm interested in at least checking the first couple episodes out. I'll check the first one out with you. There we go. So that came as a recommendation to me tonight. It all comes back to World War II. It does. It really does. Um, so, yes, I think we saw yesterday, this month, mm-hmm. which 
we enjoyed um, a lot more than we thought. Again. Yeah. The, the, the concept as I had heard it through the grapevine from other people didn't sound great. Uh, but the way they actually did it was, uh, you know, the music is great, of course. Of course. Uh, but the silly concept premise of guess, people not knowing who the Beatles are. Yeah, but it happened like all at once. Yeah. The world just kind of lost it, except for uh, let's not spoil it for other okay. people. Okay. All right. So if you're a Beatles fan, check it out. Worth checking out. Uh, silly concept, well executed. How about that? Okay. And I don't know if we've seen any other movies this month. So. Family recommendation Aladdin, if you haven't seen it already. Fairly decent. Uh, um, they do make some changes to it on purpose. They're not yeah, a total, total some copy. New songs. Um, and, yeah, if you want a date night movie, yesterday. Yeah. Those are two fairly good movies. Yes. So, speaking of date night, so much for our once a week date night. Once a month. It became once a month. Wait, was it supposed to be once a week? I don't know. That would be nice. It was supposed to be once a month, I thought. Well, okay. We, I guess, hit that mark since we did go out with our supper club. I guess you'd call it group date then. It doesn't actually really count as date night. Yeah, I suppose not. Um, but we did get out <laughs> with our supper club um, at, for restaurant week. And we went to a new-to-us restaurant in Brewster called the Clock Tower Grill. And it was delicious. It was delicious. And I've I've never been there. It's been there for at least 30 years, I think. But I think the... I think the ownership has had to change. Ownership has had to change. Uh, they've had some probably new design in there, some new chefs, definitely some new menus. And what probably started out as a run-of-the-mill restaurant in i mean this the clock tower area it's like medical offices medical offices and, and legal offices and a couple insurance offices it, it seems to be an office park and I, I i can only speculate that the clock tower grill was just one of the food food th- food things for people having lunch out of their office so what didn't need to be terribly exciting but now it's a pretty gourmet but fun yeah uh, restaurant. Great menu. Uh, good drink menu. We we do like a good cocktail. You like a good cocktail. Fine, I like a good cocktail. Uh, the uh, on tap menu seemed to be pretty legit too. Not just Bud and Bud Light. They had uh, some New York micro brews. Yeah, you debated about doing a flight. Could have done a flight, or I could have done a cocktail. I opted for the cocktail. No particular reason for it. Um, but we we would go back. Definitely, and I liked how they offered their regular menu during Hudson Valley Restaurant Week. Right. Because that's one of the things, like, number one, I want to see the menu for Hudson Valley Restaurant Week because we feel like a lot of restaurants always offer, like, a limited lame selection of, like, oh, a roast chicken, oh, a, a, a fish. Right. Um, a burger. Right. Just kind of like, oh, because we want to do restaurant week. So they participate, but don't always have the best options. Um, and that's not to say that those three or four options are not really well done, well presented. I mean, you, you can have a really fantastic herbed roast chicken on your menu, but, you know, we're looking a little outside the box, and that's what we're hoping for when we 
check the menus out in advance when they let us. And we're a little disappointed when you can go to the Restaurant Week site and there's a no menu available. Right. Um, and so Clock Tower Grill did not disappoint. So they had their uh, a smaller selection of their regular menu offerings. Yeah. And the waitress did tell us, she said, she said, the appetizers are a little smaller than what you would normally get, but the entrees and desserts are the same. And everything um, and was And I great. was stuffed yeah. going out. So um, just FYI, the shrimp and grits with the bacon jam was delicious. Uh, Is that on the regular menu? Yeah. Let's go back. There. Can we go the, back tomorrow? The bacon and eggs, the uh, deviled eggs with the slab of crown maple cured bacon. Um, I had the braised short rib. Just like a perfect fall comfort food over mashed potatoes. You had the duck with the cheesiest, tastiest grits ever. Ever. Um, yeah. Sadly, it's not. there's no good way to get to the east side of the county. No. For us in northern Westchester County, it was a good 40 minutes. But definitely worth checking out. And another recommendation today from More? the book club. Um, if we're going to head over to Brewster, mm-hmm. they have an orchid greenhouse over there right on route 22 if you like orchids um which i mentioned that i do um and that we were talking about the new york botanical garden uh holiday train show and how great that is Mm -hmm. and i mentioned that i'd love to go see the orchid show there um you know one day and um one of my book club members said oh you have to check out the greenhouse in brewster i believe it's called venmay okay um greenhouse um and they sell all kinds of orchids so let's do it someplace that we're gonna check out but i'll put out there and recommend to you guys um if you like orchids to possibly check out do they teach you how to take care of orchids at the orchid place i don't know i hope so i think they're for sale um so they must know something about them to have all kinds of varieties we may or may not have a great record in keeping orchids healthy maybe because you keep knocking them down I tip one over, and the little chips that come out, you know, that keeps them all moist just so. And all the roots, you couldn't get it back in. I couldn't get it back in. Yeah. Um, That's probably the first thing on what not to do. So we're we're aware of that. I learned that one already. Yes. Don't tip it over and try to stuff it back into the pot. That (laughs) does not work. So that was our group date night. No single date night, unless you call, like, heading over to BJ's for a quick, you know, gas fill up and uh present pick up for our niece no but if they had hot dogs like costco yes that would be a date <laughs> costco hot dogs is definitely a date so let's talk about food then we got reintroduced to a uh takeout slash casual eatery called isla mm-hmm. it's in the um in a shopping center over by the jefferson valley mall it used to be called salsa Salsa. um and it was salsa a latin eatery and now it's isla a taste of puerto rico um and just this month alone we've been there twice now (laughs) yeah we we can't stop thinking about yucca fries uh yeah the first time we had them and uh addicting now we've been to this place several times uh mostly while it was salsa and they stopped calling it salsa i'm we're guessing because salsa fresca moved into town and it was just Possibly. Because it was up until recently that it's just the one standalone location. Right. They just opened the second location. Fishkill? In, in Fishkill in Dutchess County. 
So if you, they didn't really have to change a whole lot. Salsa fresca, there's a lot more of those. So they just said, well, we'll just be something else then, I think. We think. You're speculating. I'm speculating. It, seemed, it, seemed, it makes sense. It happened right after they moved in. However, they serve, you know... Tostones. Tostones. And mafongo and... Uh, Empanadas, pernil. Uh, or st- steak's the favorite. Steak. Churrasco. With chimichurri. Um, yeah, we've just enjoyed that and our daughter is like in love with the place (laughs) if we could just get maybe like 15 percent less food then we would leave just you know five percent more hungry because we we were all kind of just a little more stuffed than we usually like to be yes because we were yucca frying as much as we possibly could so good um who would have thought yeah and the pernil, I was surprised that our son, who is kind of picky, the pickiest of us, gone, was like, that was so good. Yeah. I really like that. So I was actually talking to some of my coworkers, and one of them is giving me a pernil recipe. Because I said, I'm going to, I want to make this. Like, she's like, oh, that's for Christmas. That That's our, like, Christmas mm. dish. But I'm like, no, not for Christmas. Like, I just want to, like. So it's a pork shoulder. Because I was like, what kind of meat do I buy? You buy pork shoulder. Um, and she was telling me the seasonings and how to prepare it. Cause I was like, I'll just like make it for dinner one weekend when we're home. Cause it has to cook all day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, got me excited that he actually liked that. So I'm like, I'm going to try making this. I feel like we've done pork shoulder in a slow cooker before. And, and it's not as amazing as you expect to get it out of there. No, I want, I wouldn't do it in a slow cooker. No slow cooker? No. Okay. No. She's going to give me a oven all day? She's going to give me a recipe. Yes. All right. To be continued yes. on that. Exactly. Um, and then, I'm not sure besides Clock Tower Grill if we've really eaten out not much really. more than that. Um, we have a cruise coming up, so we know we're going to be doing a lot of eating and drinking there. So we've kind of been, you know. Pacing ourselves? Yeah. Um, and cooking. Can you think of any standout dishes? Have we talked about the uh, the vegetarian trials? It's not vegetarian. It's mostly. She'd be happy if there's no chicken either. True, but... Tell the story. I think we have mentioned it, but our daughter has decided that she's not eating red meat. She first said full vegetarian, and I'm like... "Uh." We both kind of agreed that... Let's get real here. Yes, and she agreed kind of that that probably wouldn't be feasible. So she's given up red meat, and we'll eat chicken and turkey. And for the most part, now, so have we. Exactly. Because I'm not going to be one of those parents who, like, cooks, except maybe the pernil that I'm, I plan on making. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to find a way around that. Yes. But I'm not going to cook, like, a steak and be like, oh, here, have the mashed potatoes and the, you know, broccoli. Um, I won't say that I'm missing it. No. I agree. Like, even tonight when I went out to eat with Book Club, I ordered uh, my dish with tofu and vegetables. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so we've kind of been limiting, um, cooking with beef. Um, I know one of my favorite dishes was the, um, Greek chicken with the farro, um, and the potato wedges from Half-Baked Harvest. It's not my usual easy weeknight recipe luckily you pre-cooked the farro for me in the morning and then 
I had to make a tzatziki. I had to roast the chicken and the vegetables. Um, and then I had to good. make the red wine vinegar dressing. But a lot of effort. It was a lot of effort, um, but it was really tasty. And that definitely is one of my standout dishes Like that I think of like, wow, that was a really good dinner. What else can we do in advance that we didn't do to make it a little bit easier? I think I could pre-make the tzatziki that could be sitting in the fridge, mm-hmm. the dressing. Um, otherwise, it was just chopping and roasting. The farro is easy enough to cook, but it takes forever to cool off. So maybe make it the night before, but not too late. Because that stuff stays hot. It yeah. seems like <laughs> it's insulated. It must be. It stays hot forever. So once it's cooked, it's going to take like an hour before you even get in the fridge. And oh. it takes about a half an hour to cook. So you got to backtrack about two hours or so to get your farro cooked in a way. And it, it turns out pretty well once it's back out of the fridge. You made some good leftovers. Yes. Um, and then we some, had the Asian turkey burgers. That, that's or you classic. guys did. That's been a favorite of ours for years now. Yeah. That was like pre, pre-marriage. pre We're going back 15 plus years here. Uh, no cheese this time, though. No. Of making these Asian turkey burgers from the former cooking light. <laughs> Anyway, that that reminds me, we were talking about uh, general vegetarianism, and I haven't watched it yet. Maybe we'll put this on our list for December. Uh, there's a trending movie documentary, actually, on Netflix uh, about veganism, and uh, it's called The Game Changers. Um, if any of you have watched it, let us know what you think about it, but it is, you know, we've seen Forks Over Knives, um, that was kind of, we should probably watch these things more often. Like a we lot should. of things, it's, it's hard to get you out of your daily routine of, you know, I, I feel this way and I should take some action on it. But if you go long enough, you kind of forget about it. Um, this, this is what people are, you know, uh, watching that are getting to say, well, maybe veganism isn't so bad, um, for, for your overall health. So I'll, I'll check that out. You know, they're doing, you know, analysis of uh, sleep habits and, you know, the components of your blood after eating meat versus vegetables. So, um, I don't know the specifics yet because I haven't seen it, but people are talking about it. And we'll report back on the Game Changers. Very good. And then just food-wise, some of my favorites have been, um, so ShopRite has a new line and... I can't think of it now. I think it's Bowl and Basket. Um, They have a bunch of things under that new name, right? Right. So is that the name? Bowl and Basket? Mm -hmm. So they make kettle chips. Our family loves kettle chips, especially our daughter who loves potato chips, but especially loves kettle chips. Um, And they have these Maui onion ones, and they're really good. Is that what we had? That is, yes. That I packed for lunches. Yeah, the Maui onion. It's just a unique flavor. Um, So... Uh, those are exclusively at uh, ShopRite. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that stands out, it wasn't super delicious, but I couldn't beat the price. So this was at Acme this week, had um, on sale the Signature Farms, not Bistro Bowls, because you told me that was the wrong thing. Oh, the um... Salad Bowls. Yeah, I'll remember what it is. So they come in all different flavors. So we'd gotten a turkey bacon cob. We'd gotten a Southwest chicken salad. Um, 
they normally retail regular price four, four three ninety nine or four ninety nine mm-hmm. for a bowl. They were on sale this week for three for five dollars. So do the math. I had Dana pick some up because I'm like these are good for lunches because we do like taking salads for lunch. Um, and I do love a salad, but I hate chopping all the stuff up. And you can't make a salad even at home for a dollar sixty seven. It was just with that variety, right? And pre chopped, portioned. Um, it even comes with a little fork. Um, the fork was adorable, but I I brought a real metal me fork. Me too. I do too. You have to be civilized, you know. <laughs> sometimes. So again, I'm not gonna rave and say they were the best salads. However, that with you know my carrots and hummus, like filled me. Right. Um. It, it was. It's definitely convenient food. I I wasn't a huge fan of all the little fiddly like bags and separators and plastic bits. Um, not environmentally friendly friendly salad, but the food itself fairly good. And you know, for the Southwest or Santa Fe or whatever it was, the uh, the little sidecar of corn had like a little roast uh, toast on the outside. So it it could have been a lot more basic, but the fact that there's a little little black and char on on the corn. I don't know. For me, that that <laughs> made it a little more more special. Right. Laugh if you like. A little more effort was put in than a you would expect. A little effort was put into it. Yes. yes. It could have just been a can of corn. Can exactly. corn. Exactly. But there was char on my corn. I was happy with that. So would I get it for three ninety nine? No, probably, probably not. not. We can make our own salads, but for that price, you know, if we were around next week, I would have stocked up. But since we're not home next week, it's not worth it to you know go buy more salads. On a side note, four dollars is pretty cheap if you're in in the habit of getting your uh, chopped salad at your local salad place at work. Uh, outside of work, you know you're in for nine, ten bucks. But by the time they uh, chop, chop, and pass pass the components of your salad to you, so oh, definitely. Uh, ten dollar salads are apparently a thing. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so many darn salad places out there. And now, Fresh Express has come up with a new line of Caesar salads. How was the salad tonight? Um, it was good. I, I forgot what was in it. It was what, Asian? So it was an Asian. They're called Twisted Caesars. Um, and this one was Asian Caesar. And we served it with our Asian turkey burgers oh. and some fries. Um, but I didn't eat. So I didn't try oh, it. it. I didn't eat it. So it had, it had like the... Uh, dried pineapple. Yeah. Little wonton strips. Yeah. And black sesame seeds. And it was a little spicy. The dressing, I did taste the dressing, mm-hmm. yeah. The, like, the dressing had a little kick to it, but it was good. It was good. So uh, that was, I believe, Fresh Express, their Twisted Caesar. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't tell you the other kinds, but I think we've had a different Twisted Caesar before, haven't we? I think avocado? we got avocado. Yeah. Which was good, too. So, yeah, just some things that are popping up in my... Whatever keeps you eating salads. Mind of what we've eaten recently that we yeah. enjoyed. So that was fun. So, I don't know. Do you have any? So, Dana just had his birthday recently. We won't tell you how old. Just but, the right number. But he had a birthday, and we didn't go crazy with presents. We're leaving, you know, next week for a cruise, and we're going to be doing lots of fun things And um, while we're away. Um, but you did get and picked out a grooming kit. Yeah, some uh, some beard grooming gear. Um some 
brushes and combs and clippers with a little, uh, you know, cover to, to slide them into. And, um, yeah, there's, there was actually quite a few different gift selections from the, uh, the from the Cremo company. And you like I, them. You've had past experiences with them. Yeah, so I, I, I would say no more than three or four years ago, all they made was, um, Shaving fairly high-end shaving cream in a stand-up tube and it's you know i think their claim to claim is that it's you know the you know the best uh, coming out of california um i like the tingly mint one but they have like original and mint and then after that i saw that they expanded into um allegedly women's style of, of the stand-up oh, shaving cream. Oh, you had gotten me the shaving. You had me try that. I wasn't No, I, I, I used it myself. It, it was mango coconut or something like that. It, just because it wasn't like sandalwood, you know. No, or, but you had gotten it for me to try. Yeah. I didn't like it. I like a foam, like a, a lather. for, And it was like more like a Yeah, this, this is not for lathering. Yeah. This is a non-lather formula. And now, apparently, they make um, beard oils and they really expanded. Lotions. You know, lotions. And creams, yeah. Um, and I think they do like body wash too. So, and this line is found at Walmart. So affordable. Yeah, definitely affordable. Definitely on, you know, the cheaper end of grooming products. But Dana's been a fan. So. Yeah, everything is pretty legit. You know, the quality I think is there, and I think the even the gift sets that they had out there. And I'm usually not a fan of gift sets. It's usually, you know, could you put a little bit more thought into it? I chose that for myself. Yeah. And wrapped it up. No. Abby Somebody wrapped it up. up. Oh, I got wedding wrapping paper. Why do we have wedding wrapping paper? That's been in the closet for years. Nobody we know gets married anymore. Maybe maybe it'll be back to her. Come on, June, your brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. No, my brother. Your Your brother, brother my brother-in-law. Your brother. (laughs) So we're going to wrap things up. Uh, Stay tuned for our quick hits and... Again, just a reminder, there will be no podcast episode next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Best to you and the family. Stay tuned. Quick hits coming up next. So we're wrapping things up with our weekly quick hits. And first up, I have information about a museum that is getting renovation. The National Purple Heart Hall of Honor opened in 2006, and it's located in New Windsor up in Orange County. And this museum pays homage to the 1.8 million American military military members who have been killed or wounded by enemy action. And they are currently, the museum, I should say, um, is undergoing a $17 million renovation. Construction has already begun. Um, and it will refurbish and expand the exhibit, which will hopefully bring in a lot more visitors. So uh, this is a museum that I had never even heard of until I read this. No, hopefully it gets a lot more folks. This says it's looking to attract people from all over the country, so a national magnet for tourists. That would be pretty cool in New Windsor. Yes, so the halls has closed so the construction can begin, and the temporary exhibit is set up at Washington's Headquarters State Historic Site in Newburgh. Um, After all the upgrades and renovations are done, they expect to be unveiling at Veterans Day of next year in 2020. Perfect timing. Exactly. 
and hopefully something maybe that we'll get to visit. Yeah. And Put it we'll on the calendar for next year. Hopefully report back on that. So what do you got next? Next up, um, you may have noticed if you live in the Yorktown area that there's a giant new Lowe's there. I'm undecided on whether we need it, but that's not part of today's quick hit story. <laughs> no. It's conveniently located right off the Taconic. Yeah, right off the Taconic. Uh, we've never been. No. We go to Home Depot because it's a little bit closer for right. us. Um, but, you know, there had to be a lot of renovations on where they put traffic and new lanes and all kinds of costs. And they have this now gigantic parking lot that will never get filled, but there's room for more stores. So that's the news for today. Uh, they now have permits going for a new Starbucks in that area. Um, I don't think there's a discussion necessary on whether we need another Starbucks. Uh, but also, interestingly, a AAA store. Yeah. I don't know what exactly that means, but... I don't know if it's more of like a travel store. I know some AAAs have like travel shops, so I don't know if that's what they intend with the AAA. Well, AAA used to have locations all over the country, and you could go in and say, hey, I'm doing my trip. Can you map out my trip for me? Now we all have GPS. Um, maybe they have AAA branded products, uh, tire kits and emergency flares. We'll or see. travel agents on site there. They haven't so. built a place. They just, they just <laughs> yeah. barely got permits this past week, I think. So yes, hang, so. hang tight on that. Uh, more to get filled in that, uh, un- underfilled parking lot. Uh, so next up, what do we got? So if you like Nutella and really, come on, who doesn't? Who doesn't? There is a Hotel Nutella pop-up, and it's coming to Napa Valley, California. However, the only people who get to stay are three contest winners and their guests. So to enter this contest, you need to record a video um, explaining how Nutella makes your morning special. Mm. And, you know, the three winning entries based on creativity, passion for Nutella, and connection to breakfast get a winning trip and stay for themselves and a guest at this Hotella Nutella. Nutella Hotella? No, the Hotella Hotella. Nutella. (laughs) Either way, you can't really take yourself too seriously with this. No. But I'm looking at the pictures, and this is is a pop-up for one weekend? Yes, it's only one weekend in January 2020. And like I said, they're only accommodating six guests for publicity. That's crazy. The links, the links companies will go to for a little uh, quick hit on publicity. It's pretty extraordinary. Exactly. And this allegedly followed on the coattails of a Taco Bell hotel pop-up, which I had never even heard of uh, prior to this. So that was back in August um, where they uh, packed social media influencers into hotel with taco themed things and stuff for again all for publicity and Hmm. social media so i'm sorry i missed that one i guess (laughs) so nutella is jumping on the bad bandwagon well those are two really popular brands in two totally different ways i'm curious to see if anybody else starts copying that that's it's a fun idea for one weekend i mean that seems like a lot of money for it's a fair it's a fair amount of work and money to uh, to get that to work. Yeah, right. So, we'll see. Anyway, speaking of things that are uh, expensive temporarily, uh, <laughs> yes. we're coming up on fancy window season down down in the city. And one of the most famous ones as always is Saks Fifth Avenue, which always elicits uh, an angering amount of crowds. Yes. 
crazy amount of crowds. Some people go in the wrong direction. Some people go in the right direction. Um, long story short, they're having a collaboration with Frozen 2, which might be popular this year. You might mi- be. You might have heard of the original. It was called Frozen, and uh, it, w- it was moderately popular. So uh, they're going to have uh, the unveiling on this Monday, the 25th, and they're going to have a performance by Adina Menzel. Wow. And if you go check out all of their crossover products, they have uh, Frozen 2-inspired gowns. So you can buy all kinds of Frozen 2 stuff. Lucky you. (laughs) Uh, You know? But you don't have to go there to get your Frozen 2-inspired stuff because it's literally all over. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, if you're looking for the flip side of uh, Saks crossover with Frozen 2, uh, there's a whole aisle, at least in our local... Uh, five below of everything frozen to Walmart had everything. So denial. it's moderately unavoidable, but um, that's kind of a special window treatment. And let us know if you check that out. What's and up next? We are wrapping things up with a last uh, restaurant soon to be opening alert. So the J Street Cafe will be opening soon in Katona. It is. Uh, brought to us from the same owners as the Whitlock, um, also in Katona. And they plan to be an all-day cafe, I believe, serving coffee and breakfast-type things. Okay. So. Any idea where? Um, Sorry, bad question. No, I mean, Katona is pretty small. We have been to the Whitlock, and it was right. really so good. Right, so how far away could it be, um, I guess, is my right. curiosity. I mean, the, the, most of the restaurants and stores seem to be in that centrally located right by the train station area mm-hmm. so um we like the whitlock we did and we like katona very small cute little area yeah so we will hopefully be able to check that out Sounds and you like should fun. too when it opens as of right now the opening date is still tbd so stay stay tuned for that so. uh last last kind of quick hit news if you will we are uh, as a reminder not broadcasting on thanksgiving so please have a fun and safe holiday with uh loved family, ones and family friends and we'll we'll uh, be back to you in two weeks we'll be doing a little traveling ourselves maybe we'll find some things to report on for <laughs> the following thursday but uh do have a great holiday and all our best and that's where we wrap up this week. Yes. So remember, if you have any recommendations, ideas, questions, please send us an email. We are at nyfoodiefamily at g- podcast at gmail.com. Um, and our show notes are all on the blog, nyfoodiefamily.com. We'll see you guys two weeks out. Bye-bye.